welcome to the WSU Wheat Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Drew Lyon, and I want to thank you for joining me as we explore the world of small grains production and research at Washington State University. We have weekly discussions with researchers from WSU and the USDA ARS to provide you with insights into the latest research on wheat and barley production. My guest this week is Colvinder Gill, Professor of Genetics and Director of the Climate Resilient Wheat Innovation Lab here at WSU. Hi, Colvinder. Hi, Drew. I was out at the Lynn Field Station visiting with Bill Schillinger, and he talked about some work on trying to get wheats to emerge from deeper soil depths. And coming from the Great Plains, I was just really amazed by how deep some of these growers need to plant their wheat to get it down to moisture. And uh, Bill was is working with you to try and develop some, some wheats that have that ability to really come up from those deep depths. I wonder if you can talk a little bit about that project you're working with him on. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, Bill and I, we have been working on it for the last oh, five, six years. So the, uh, the, the reason that uh, project is important is that uh, with the semi-dwarf being introduced in 60s, that brought about green revolution, but that didn't help the farmers in the low rainfall area because the older weeds would emerge better from deeper depth, but to these uh, new semi-dwarfs, they would not. So as a result, those farmers are still uh, using some of the very old varieties like Buchanan uh, because they have better emergence. So what we are trying to do is benefit from the dwarfing genes uh, because they have advantage, but at the same time make the weeds that can emerge from deeper depths. Uh, and then we have developed some germplasm that could emerge from six inches depth from like in nine days. It's amazing. So now the question is how to transfer that into a variety is a, is a different project. But we do have material that probably has the best emergence anywhere in the world. We have compared with the material from Australia as well. Oh, that's really exciting. So how long do you have this trait? How long do, does it take to transfer that into varieties these uh, days? So we have this, what we call, fast uh, breeding method. We can transfer a trait and develop a variety in two years and another two to three years for testing and seed increase. So from start to finish, we can have seed in on farmer's field in about five years. But uh, uh, we currently are not doing the breeding part uh, just because uh, Grain Commission is f focusing on other uh, projects and then uh, it's just always priority issue falling number this year. Uh, uh, we did get funding from them for a while, but if there was a, if we start the breeding part, we can finish in about five. Okay. So that's just a project of yours that caught my attention. I know your your project is a lot bigger than just that issue. What are some of the other things you work on in your project? Yeah, so we have uh, two other major projects, and one um, is a fairly large, about $16.3 million project, where about half of the funding is from U.S., other half is from Indian government. There, what we are trying to do is develop wheat um, varieties that can tolerate much higher temperatures. So um, oftentimes we say, okay, that the heat is problem in maybe Southeast Asia or in uh, Middle East, but uh, I strongly believe heat is an issue in PNW also because uh, spring wheat yields are about half that of winter, and there is no reason for that. 
because some of the highest yielding weeds in the world are spring weeds. So we have done a simulation study where we have learned that any year when the temperature, uh, we have actually looked at last 15 years worth of data, and any year there's temperature that goes above 85 degree Fahrenheit during flowering, there's a yield, major yield dip no matter which variety we look at. The, the, the yield pattern of all varieties look identical. Uh, whatever we have looked at. So there's a clear evidence that heat is causing damage in bad year today. So there uh, in that project, we are trying to not only learn what, uh, the genetics and molecular biology and physiology of the seed tolerance trait, but also developing varieties. So the project uh, is focused on Southeast Asia, but the germplasm we have identified is equally beneficial for Middle East, I mean, sorry, Midwest and uh, like uh, Kansas, heat is a big issue there. And for us, uh, it's a big issue, especially spring wheat. So we are requesting Grain Commission this year to uh, provide some matching funds so that we can actually focus on the germplasm development for PNW. So that's a, that's a big project. Um, uh, we have 47 scientists from 17 partner institutes and uh, I'm leading it so you can imagine what I have to go through. Uh, so in addition to that project, we are also uh, learning or understanding what controls chromosome pairing in wheat and why that is important. Yes, very important basic question, but it has uh, immediate application um, because uh, diseases are like stripe rust are evolving at very fast pace and we are almost out of resistant genes. And uh, the resistant genes are present in wild relatives, except wild relative chromosomes, they cannot be, the genes, single genes can't be transferred. Oftentimes we transfer half a chromosome or a complete chromosome, which is worth like 1,000 to 5,000 genes. We don't want 5,000 genes transferred from, say, wild eye. We want only one gene. So this gene, this pH gene that we are characterizing, we can manipulate this gene to transfer a single gene from wild relatives and without the unwanted chromatin. So these are the two big projects that are going on in the lab. In addition to uh, that, what we are wrapping up, the variety development on Clearfield. You've kind of hinted at it in your, in your answers, but what are some of the things that you think your program brings to the wheat grower of the Pacific Northwest as well as to the world? Right. So uh, my program, the way uh, I see it is, so we have uh, three excellent breeders, and then we have a lot of uh, basic scientists. So I feel uh, myself bridging that gap. That uh, So my program focuses on bringing modern information from model systems into wheat improvement. So my goal was not to develop uh, wheat varieties, although we have developed three wheat varieties, but that was mainly to optimize this fast breeding method rather than just to breed wheat. So we have successfully developed that method, and now anyone can use that method to very, uh, develop varieties in a very fast pace. Uh, so uh, uh, market development, like for example this uh, emergence, we learned uh, from model systems, corn, how the oxen transport work and try to use that in wheat to use a different type of dwarfing genes that will not affect 
emergence from deeper depths. So, uh, so that's kind of what my program is all about. Very good. So, if people want to, if our listeners want to go and listen or learn a little bit more about what you do, where where can they go to find some information on your program? So in, uh, instead of having information at multiple sites, so originally we had many different websites. So what we have done now is linked everything through our main uh, department page, which is css.wsu.edu. That is our main departmental page and then uh, under my name. So the heat tolerance project information is more available on the USAID AgriLink page. So AgriLink page is linked through the our departmental page, and then this dwarfing gene page is also linked through the main page. So the best way to get more information is go through the CSS department page, look for my name, and then go to that page, and it will take you to different projects. Very good. Thank you very much, Kaltinger. All right. Well, thank you, Drew. Thanks for listening to the WSU Wheat Beat Podcast. If you have questions for us that you'd like to hear addressed on future episodes, please email me at drew.lyon at wsu.edu. You can find us online at smallgrains.wsu.edu. You can also find us on social media on Facebook and Twitter at WSU Small Grains. Subscribe to the show through iTunes or your favorite podcasting app. The WSU Wheat Beat Podcast is a production of Connors Communications in the College of Agricultural, Human, and Natural Resource Sciences at Washington State University. I'm Drew Lyon. We'll see you next week.